0: Hey, 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 you guys. Thank y'all so much for being a part of Black Canvas Season 8. We have another amazing special guest here with us, Mr. Justin Dukes. He was born and raised in Vivilla, Georgia, and he grew up loving anything to do with country music. He started his singing and performing career at the age of 15 years old, playing bars and festivals all over the state of Georgia. After graduating college at East Georgia College in 2015, he moved to Nashville, Tennessee to pursue his songwriting and recording career. While touring all around the country, Justin has opened for artists such as Vince Gill, Charlie Daniels, Justin Moore, Big and Rich, Luke Combs, Joe Diffie, John Michael Montgomery, and Shannon He has played the world-famous Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, Tennessee, and several Songwriter festivals as well. He has a unique sound like no other in country music, and his writing ability reaches all ages in a country music genre. Justin has released singles Ain't Nothing New, Don't Think I Won't, One Step Away, She Don't Know It Yet, Get Around to That, It Don't Take Much, and one EP titled Warning Sign which includes the singles "Warning Sign and Loving You. His music video for and Sign has been played on Heartland TV and the Country Network. And make sure you guys, we're gonna, of course, support him with his social medias, which I will talk about at the end of the episode. But I am just so glad to have Mr. Justin Dukes here on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thanks, man. Thank you for having me.
0: thank you for being here I just loved your bio because as we were kind of talking you guys before the episode started when I found out some people he opened up for I was like man we both have such a great taste in artists because I was like Vince Gill is one of my favorites and of course I mean Mr. Luke Combs I mean there's nothing like him
1: (laughs) yeah man yeah it was awesome um all the headliners that I've gotten to open up for man they've all been gracious and kind and it's you know Great
0: experience, and you know one thing, Justin is kind of being modest. But you know what's going to happen is he's going to be a headliner soon, and he hasn't told you yet. I'm going to be opening for him. I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, come on, man, come on. Just going to be like big lock them door. People like wait, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, from what I just heard it sounded pretty good. I can pull a little. I can. I can do a little Scotty McCurry when he did yeah. it. I, I know a little country now. Come on. All right. right. <laughs> so, Justin, so what we're gonna do, I have some questions that I created, and we're gonna actually go based on um some actual titles that you would definitely know. And then we're gonna actually go into some fun questions at the end. So if you're ready, we're gonna go directly into them. I'm ready, man. All right. So the first thing we have is get around to that. So can you tell us um is procrastination a pet peeve for you? And if so, Tell us why. And if not, what is one of your biggest pet peeves?
1: Man, so I go through spells. Like, I wouldn't call myself a procrastinator because um, I, I don't know. Once I get my mind on something, I got to do it, and I got to get it done. And I can't sleep until I get it done. Uh, and I think it all goes back to the way, you know, I was raised, my parents, my dad, you know, I always just you know instilling in me like hey don't waste no hours in the day you gotta get up do something get out there get active you want something go get it and uh so yeah that's that's honestly i i wouldn't necessarily say i'm a procrastinator but you know there are a few things you know here and there um so yeah i mean i'm just i'm a i'm the type of person that once i get my mind on something i gotta do it or bust you know (laughs)
0: I love that, Justin. I mean, but that makes for a great artist. Like if you can get your mind wrapped around something, especially in a writing session, you want to just get like directly into it and make sure you're doing something that works for you. And I just know like for myself, one of my biggest pet peeves is um, when someone exits for advice and they're not willing to listen. Uh, yeah. That's a big one for me because I don't like to give advice at all. I'm more of a suggestion type person. And it's a huge difference between advice and a suggestion. And I I just feel like when you go in that realm, you know, you can get kind of caught into a lot of things. So that's a big one. And then also another pet peeve for me is like when someone texts and they just like, leave a one word or leave like three or four dots, like that is just, a, it drives me nuts, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I know no one probably means it in a bad way, but it's just, right i'm like oh i don't like that it's just like i'd rather talk to someone on the phone than to send a text like that because then someone won't really understand what it means
1: yeah so i know exactly what you mean that's that's i I could totally see that being one of my pet peeves Uh, but i think my biggest pet peeve is uh driving down the interstate and somebody's in the passing lane and they're just going super slow and it's like come on man get out of the way like i don't have road rage but that is a pet peeve that that gets under my skin is you know people driving in the passing lane and going you know not even going speed limit
0: so justin we're going to rename that we're going to call that instead of road rage it's road irritation <laughs> road that's
1: right yeah i love that it's not road right just
0: road irritation i love that <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man that's cool so the next one we have for yeah. you is one step away so what has been one of your biggest accomplishments thus far in your career that's my first part of the question mm-hmm. and the second part is who is your dream duet partner and if you were given the opportunity to perform with this artist at any venue around the world which venue would you choose?
1: Man, that's that's such a great question. Um actually all those questions are great questions, but probably the biggest accomplishment um, you know, on my professional side, um, I mean I've got to share the stage with some of my music musical heroes, man. Like like I said, Vince Gill and even Charlie Daniels. Um, I opened up for him when I was 18 years old. I was nervous as a cat. I mean, I was I was so nervous, but, man, like, people like Vince Gill, Charlie Daniels, um, and, I mean, even Luke. Luke, like I said, I've known Luke before he even took off um, really big. I opened up for him right when Hurricane was doing really good on radio. And uh, But, man, like, Vince Gill pulled me to the side. We sat and talked for – I mean, a good hour and a half just talked about life, talked about songwriting, talked about, I mean, to the, to the point where like my grandma's a big Vince Gill fan and she couldn't make the show. And so I, I talk I asked Vince, I said, Vince, I, I said, man, I said, you mind if I call my grandma and you mind saying hello to her on the phone? He's like, sure, man, call her up. So I called my grandma up and, and I called my grandma BB. It's my mom's mom. And, I said, baby, I said, I got somebody here that wants to talk to you. And, uh, she said, uh, she said, well, who is it? And then next thing you know, Vince grabs the phone and he says, Hey baby, it's Vince Gill. And she, and she's like, you're kidding me. He's like, Nope, this is me. And so, I mean, it's just, I've had some cool experiences, cool moments. Um, and, uh, man, i tell you, it's just, it's been fun. It's been a ride and I wouldn't trade any of it for the world.
0: So we could definitely dedicate this to your, to your grandmother for sure.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, man. Like if it wasn't for her, like my, my parents loved music too. Like I'm, like I said, I was, I mean, when I was a kid, man, like most parents would put cartoons on and, you know, kids would be fine. But me, if like, all they had to do was put CMT or GAC on um, the TV and they knew I wasn't going to go anywhere. Like I was going to stay there and watch and, I was running around the house singing songs where I could put sentences together. And uh, um but yeah, my grandma really she uh actually both of my grandmas really expanded my uh music catalog. Um the first the first artist that I fell in love with though was Elvis Presley. And I remember my grandma playing Elvis and it just stopped me in my tracks. Like I remember it four or five years old and and I'm just like, who is that? You know? And, um, I mean, to the point, man, like when I first started like doing music, like, um, performing, I actually started as really young. Uh, my grandma made me a jumpsuit because I was so infatuated with Elvis. She made me a jumpsuit and I used to go to nursing homes, man, and do impersonate Elvis. So I'd be this little, little short, uh, fat little kid in an Elvis jumpsuit with the hair slipped back, you know, singing Elvis and shaking my, shaking my legs, you know, so.
0: (laughs) I love that. That, I mean, but those are memories you'll never forget. I mean, I love that she was able to give you that experience and then you were able to kind of live out your dream um, through at a young age. I mean, from five, six years old, kind of seeing these kind of videos and, and emulating a lot of things you see on tv helped you probably with some of the stage fright if you ever had any to say hey if i can perform in front of family that's cool
1: yeah man like honestly i just as far as i can remember i've always been on some kind of stage um and so like to me i don't i don't really get stage fright it's not stage fright it's more or less like i just want to make sure the show goes well if that makes sense like you know, I'm not really worried about what, you know, people will perceive me as, but I just want the show to, you know, to go great and, and you know, put on a good show. And that's, that's really my main, you know, concern getting up on stage is that, hey, we're going to have us a good time. Um, I'm going to try to give you the best I can. And, and hopefully you can, you know, you walk away having a great time and that's kind of where i'm at with it and but your question about the uh the artist and the venue so i'm a big classic country guy um and i love the new stuff too i love um a lot of new people but um man like if if i could go back in time and <clears throat> for like if it's an artist that's passed away I would say, like, I would love to step on stage with Elvis Presley. But in today's time, um, I would say Eric Church. I'm a big Eric Church fan. Um, I think stepping on stage with Eric Church, just playing acoustic guitars together, playing a song, would be a dream come true. And the venue that I would want to do it at would probably be the Ryman Auditorium here in Nashville, Tennessee. That's definitely on the bucket list, that and the Grand Ole Opry. Like, man, I tell you, if I could play those, I could could die the next day and be a happy man, you know?
0: (laughs) That'd be great. Well, we're going to speak it into existence. You never know. I mean, Eric Church is amazing. I think he did a song called, was it Heart on Fire, I believe?
1: Yeah, man, that was on the new Heart record. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I believe so. And then Hell of a View, I think, is another one that he's done.
1: Yeah, man, I'm a big Eric Church fan. Um, I got I've seen him twice and um uh, man, every single time I see him, it's just like he's he's a machine, man. Like going out there and he has no opening act. He just goes out there, does an hour and a half set, takes like a twenty minute break, comes back out, plays another hour and a half set, and like just owns that crowd and it's
0: it's amazing to watch man wow that is amazing i mean if it was me it would be hard a hard choice i always kind of change up my answers as it relates to this one if i had to perform at any stage if it was an artist that has passed away it would definitely be michael jackson because that was one of the artists i loved growing up and oh, yeah. i mean his stage presence is like no other so I think I would learn a lot from him, but I used to always do the moonwalk in my socks. Oh, shit, I used to love Michael when I was a kid. But I would definitely say an artist today, it would probably be a a mixture of two artists. I love Khalid. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's an artist that I've always admired. But I don't know. It's kind of hard. The other ones... Hmm. everyone knows I love Tori Kelly, so I'm not going to use her again. I use her <laughs> like multiple times. But oh, I yeah. probably would say, I'm going to do a, a curveball. Uh, Alessia Carr. Hmm. I mean, that's someone okay. that nobody would ever expect, but yeah. I love her music. And when I think of, you know, Scars to Your Beautiful, I think that's a great, it's a well-written song, especially for people who struggle with um, self-image and and not liking yeah. themselves. I feel like, and then her transforming that and then doing um um the song for moana how far i'll go and just i mean she's done all types of music she's done songs with troy savant i mean i just like that she's an eclectic artist but like you either are going to gravitate to her sound but she just has a voice that you know it's her like yeah it's no question
1: yeah man that's 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 some good choices there um and also too, I, I don't know why I didn't think about this, but I'm a mega George Strait fan. So if I got to step on stage and sing with George Strait, that would be another just like just one of the coolest moments ever. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's that's cool, man. I I love all types of music, you know, mainly you know country and um southern rock and you know the the classic rock stuff. But I mean, I. I love all kinds of music, man. I love Motown. I love the, I love the old, um, the old Motown sound, dude, Marvin Gaye and Tops and the, um, I just, I love it all, dude, you know?
0: Absolutely. Now, oh, I know who I think you would do a really great duet with. Mm -hmm. And you tell me if I'm right. Marin Morris. Marin Morris.
1: Yeah. I, I, man, I loved her, um, her first stuff that she came out, you know, the, what was it? Uh, I can't remember the first couple songs she came out with, but she's, she's tearing it up. She's tearing up really, really well right now. And um, another thing too, man, I was just thinking, so I'm a big Lionel Richie fan too, like mega Lionel Richie fan. And that would be awesome too to sing a song with Lionel Richie.
0: Oh yeah, I mean Lionel Rich is just
1: a legend. I
0: love him on American Idol too, which is yeah. one of my favorite shows growing up. He's got,
1: he's got that, he's got that great personality, man. He's got that personality that fits right well. They, whoever thought about put asking Lionel to get on American Idol, they, they were a hundred percent correct because he, uh, he makes that show. Him, him and Luke, all, all the judges, but uh, yeah, man. So, yeah,
0: it's fun. I love. I know this is probably not a great reference, but every time I see Luke comes, I can't get out of my head because everyone has like shown me these pictures of like Beavis and Butthead and I just cannot get that out of my head. Oh yeah. Yeah. Luke Brown. You mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, man. He, he's, he's, he's a South Georgia guy too. Um, We, his hometown is more on the west, Southwest side of Georgia, but um, yeah, man, he, Luke, he's he's awesome, man. I've I've met Luke one time before, and he's he's such a good, humble down. there. even though he's a mega star, you know, he's still a cool cat. You know.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his, but one of my favorite country artists um, is Faith Hill, and then I also love Keith Urban. So that oh, those yeah. are two artists that I really admire in country for sure. But yeah, I could see you singing like a remix of Bones with Mary Morris, and y'all can like remake. Oh
1: style. yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. That'd be that'd be cool. I'd love that.
0: <laughs> so Maren, if you ever hear this, like I hope this in the future, we'd be like, I, I said it, I spoke into existence, Justin nice. is on stage with George Strait. He'd be on the way everyone that we talked about, except for That's right. Elvis, but we may have to just have yeah. Elvis in the background. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you see that thing they did at um America's Got Talent where they formed like I don't know what it was, like a hologram of him or something? And, but anyway, it's it's cool, man. I that would be awesome to to get to perform with those those people and at those venues. So I'm all about that.
0: Absolutely. So I, I hope it happens for sure. I'm 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 gonna keep my fingers crossed for sure for that. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. So my next question I have for you is "Ain't Nothing New." So can you tell us what went into the making of this song? And the second part of that question is, what is something you learned in your childhood? that you still use today as a core value that you live by?
1: So, I ain't nothing new. I wrote this, I actually wrote this song about three years ago. It might have been three and a half years ago now, but um, I wrote this song with two buddies of mine, uh, Dustin Huff and Brendan Roberts. And uh, actually, speaking of Luke Combs, they were, at the time, they were living with Luke Combs guitar player that's on that plays with him on the road. And he's also written several songs for Luke. Um but anyway, we were at their house and uh Luke's guitar player was gone on the road because him and Luke were out and but anyway, um we were writing this song at where they at their house. And uh, man, honestly we just it was one of those days where like sometimes you go in a writing room you don't really have any, like, especially if you you're writing four or five songs a week, sometimes you just get so burned out. You're like, I don't really know what to write about anymore. And so that was kind of where we were at that day when we got together, it was just like, man, I really don't have anything, but let's just talk, let's sit, and talk and pick around and see if we could come up with something. And, um, uh, Dustin you know he spit out that first line you know how's the weather out west on a beachfront property in california and i'm like man that's cool and then i hit him with the leather light you know and our features that sweet, like they're taught it to be down in macon georgia and we just kind of really wrote the first verse not even knowing where we were going um and most of the time that doesn't happen it's just like most of the time you gotta you gotta hook and you got an idea kind of where you want to go with it but uh but then by the time we wrote we wrote the first verse and I told Dustin I was like and Brendan I was like man this is it's just kind of like kind of feels like a you know like a love loss like this girl just packed up moved away left her hometown, and left her you know boyfriend behind and she wanted to go off chase her dreams and he wanted to stay back home and I was like, man, it's very relatable because no matter where you live, like, you know, first loves going off to college or, you know, going off and chasing their own dream. And, you know, your y'all's dreams really just don't line up. And I was like, you know, a lot of people can relate to that. And uh, that's what we came up with, man. And it was one of those songs, too, that I sat on for a good three years. And I always knew somebody would cut it. Um, And I always knew that I, you know, once I started putting more stuff out that I wanted to cut the song, And man, we went in the studio and it just, it turned out great. I mean, literally every song that I've done in those sessions and even the ones that I've done here in the last few months, I mean, all these songs have just came out the way that I, exactly the way that I hear them in my head, you know, and, um it's cool when that happens when that finally happens where you know you know exactly where you're going what you're trying to say the sound you're trying to get and when you when you get that is there's no other feeling like it and um but yeah man it's it's awesome i mean I, i loved how that song turned out and uh i'm glad that it's out there people can go check it out
0: absolutely and I think Justin didn't you do an acoustic version of that on YouTube I believe
1: yeah I was actually up in uh, St. Louis uh, the first to last month um, with some singer songwriter friends of mine And one of them just got a brand new camera and he was going to try to you know do some stuff and uh, he's like man I've never used this stuff and I said well I'll be your guinea pig I was like let's go right, right out here so I just went out there we cut one take of it and i was like man it turned out pretty good uh and so he did some editing and we put it up on youtube and so yeah it's uh it's cool man kind of very you know impromptu kind of deal you know and just last minute and it turned out pretty well you know no microphones no nothing just
0: me and the guitar i think that's the best performance is like you say when it's just something that isn't actually you know, planned out a certain way. I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah, man, I, and that's honestly, too, with songwriting, I've written some of my f- most favorite songs um, that way, too, to where, like, I'll just be sitting around with a couple buddies, and you know, we'll just be throwing ideas out, and then the next thing you know, it's like, dang, you know, this is a great song. So, yeah, man, it's it's um it's a cool process. I love being a songwriter. Like, man, like writing songs is my vein. Like, that's what I love to do. And I love performing too. Don't get me wrong. I love being on stage and and performing and you know doing all that the artist side. But my soul is a songwriter. You know, and uh, my heart's an artist, but my soul is a songwriter. So.
0: I love that. So let's kind of talk about another fun question. So I'm going to go to warning sign. So if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Justin?
1: Hmm. That's a great question, man. I would tell him to just do it anyway, like whatever it is, like you know, if you're worried about, you know, how are you going to do this? How are you going to pay for that? How are you going to, you know, is, is going downtown playing a little riders round really going to get you anywhere? Or is this place that you play for a hundred dollars for four hours, is that really going to get you anywhere? You know, like, and I would just tell them just do it anyway, because, I can't tell you how many opportunities came from me telling asking myself why am I doing this stuff? Like doing like a like a gig that really doesn't make sense to go do, but you go do it anyway. And you know, meeting this per or and then by doing that, you're meeting this person who knows this person who eventually gets you to open up for bent skill. Like, you know, it's just one of those type of scenarios. Like every, there's a reason for everything you do. And I would just ensure my younger self to
0: do it anyway,
1: you know, and, and get out there, just uh, give it all you got.
0: I love that. That's a great Maybe country hit that you and I we're gonna co-write that one, do it anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, uh I don't know if you ever heard um, of a country artist, his name's Mo Pitney. And uh I've got a chance to write with Mo several times and um we kinda we got a song called Sing It Anyway. And like, man, it's one of those deals like especially like with Mo. Mo's actually signed to a record deal and he's he's a straight traditional country artist. Um, but like he tells me, he comes in the and like, man, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I love what I do, but it's like, you know, being away from family on the road and doing this and, you know, there's days where you get up and you're just like, man, I really just don't even want to step out on stage. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, I mean, everybody, every every person has been like that, no matter what it is, like people don't want to get up and go to work. They don't want to get up and start the day, you know, but you just got to do it anyway. And we basically wrote a song called sing it anyway. And it talks about, you know, um, the days that I don't want to do it, I just get up and sing it anyway. And, you know, um, and give that, you know, extra motivation of, of, hey, like the first step is to get up, and get going as
0: soon as you do that everything else is easy so that's true and you know what it is actually justin um in counseling terms we like to talk about like intrinsic and extrinsic motivators and so like Mm -hmm. the intrinsic motivator for you is just the feeling you get by performing by sharing yourself with on stage with your audience but the extrinsic motivator can be for some people the money the travel like other aspects of it which help you to to realize, hey, I'm doing this to be not just for for me to be profitable, but I'm actually feeling something um, internally when I'm performing or recording. And I feel like in order to be a great recording artist, you know, and not just someone signed to a label, you have to know who you are, what you stand for, what types of music and and even the videos and the creative direction you want to go in. Like all of that needs to be planned out, because a lot of times people get stuck in those contracts. And they feel like, oh, I'm just doing what the company wants or what's going to make money. But they don't really have the right. soul. And that's something you can't teach with music. Um, everyone has their own soul and their own way of sharing their gift. And I feel like when I hear you sing, I can hear your soul, but I also can hear your experiences through your voice and and through the lyrics. I can tell like you really are intending you love what you do. Even though it's a job, It it sometimes switches from job to career. And, and then you can enjoy that experience of just people giving you feedback on how amazing your songs are.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, you know, and the thing with music industry, of course, I mean, you don't have to be in the music industry to know this, but I mean, it's a lot of highs and lows, man. It's like one day you're getting all these offers beating down your door. You're playing here. You're doing this. You're writing with this hit songwriter. You're going in the studio. But then there's also times where You know, I mean, there's times where I just, I have writer's block and I'm just like, you know what? I've written probably over, I know well over 500 songs as long as I've been songwriting. And and it's like, sometimes you just hit this wall and it's like, I just don't know what to say. And the thing is, you don't want to just hammer out a song where ain't nothing's being said. And it's just another song. Um, And, you know, it's, and there's times where, you know, your phone's not getting lit up by offers or different things and, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's a very up and down, um, life. It really is. Um, and it's, and it's so much more than a career or job or anything. It's like, it's, it's your life. And when you live it, it's, and it's always like that. So what I've had to realize, you know, especially I'll tell you, 2020 really put things into perspective for me. Um, I moved to Nashville in 2015 and from 2015 to 2020, I was playing about 200 shows a year. I was running the roads like hard, Um, playing Thursday through Saturday or even sometimes Friday through Sunday, back in Nashville, writing Monday through Wednesday and then back on the road on Thursday. Um, And, you know, when everything happened in 2020, um, I kind of, you know, sat back and was like, you know, I've been running the roads for five years and I'm pretty like, as far as money wise, as far as where I'm at, like, I have progressed in the music career, but like, I need to take a step back and try another avenue because I felt like I got as far as I could about the way that I was doing it. And, um, now like once 2020 hit, I kind of reamped and, uh, kind of changed my mindset on how I do things like with social media and, you know, taking the shows that are actually worth it, taking the shows that, um, because, you know, I've been playing music since I was 15. So like I've done the, the little, taco stands or the Mexican restaurants or the barbecue joints and all that stuff, but like sitting back and actually doing the things that make sense and planning out a different way to attack this, the music industry, you know? And, um, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's great. Like I love it. And music is a lifestyle and, um, and it's, it's one of those things like I couldn't stop it even if I wanted to.
0: Thank you, Justin, for explaining in such a way that I, it makes everyone understand. And I'm so glad that you made that correction for me because, I mean, sometimes I do say that a lot about like career and a job, but you're right. It is your lifestyle. It's, it's how you are able to live and breathe because that is who you are as an artist And people get to to see that and they get to experience it with you as you continue to grow in your career. So I do want to kind of just go into another question because it kind of leads into one that I wanted to ask you. So when Mm -hmm. we talk about like your your fans that you have, of course, if they could use one word to describe you, what do you think the word they would use to describe you as an artist? Man,
1: i tell you. So like with fans with friends, with family. I mean, if all across the board, if I died tomorrow, I'd want them to say Justin is loyal. And what I mean by that is is that no matter what, he's always got your back. He's always there when you need him and he you know he's always there and he just, he was a loyal person. And
0: as long as that's the case, then that's all that matters, man. I think that's great. And that's an amazing quality to have. Not definitely in the music industry, loyalty is hard to find, but that's in a lot of industries, but especially in entertainment, like you have to have the right people around you.
1: Right. And yeah, speaking of that, uh, you got to have your group, man, like, especially, you know, if anybody's listening and, you know, they're wanting to chase the music dream and come to Nashville and all that stuff. Um, I would say definitely do it and give it all you got. Um, I'm, I just had my seven year, it'd be seven years I've been living up here, but, uh, man, like talking about a core group, like, the singers and the songwriters and my buddies that I surround myself with and, um, my songwriting friends, like, man, I finally have found a group core group, group of people that we all had the same thing in mind. We all, we all want to write a better song than we did yesterday. We all got look out for each other and got each other's backs. And, um, Another thing I also mentioned, and I've heard somebody say this before, but I, I really come to believe it's true, um, you know, in the past few years. But you want the type of friend that if they're in a room with somebody who could change your life in a room full of opportunity and they they mention your name instead of, you know, trying to get everything for themselves and they still mention your name and talk about how good you are, then that's the type of friends you want. That's the type of core group you want. That way, I mean, I've had buddies of mine go to the vice president's only uh publishing and, you know, tell them, hey, you got to take a meeting with this guy. Like just and you know, it's just like in a room full of opportunity, you want the friends that'll mention your name as well. And that's what it's all about, man, because you can't do it by yourself. I mean, that's, that's life in general. You can't do life by yourself. And it's all about the, the friends and the, the relationships that you acquire along the way. And it's the real ones that, you know, you want to stick to.
0: Absolutely. I'm so glad that you said that. Um One phrase I always live by and I tell people is that if I have to leave the room and not be able to trust that you have my back, then I shouldn't be around you at all. You know, I I should be able to leave a room and not have to question your intentions. And I keep my circle very, very, very small. um, Because I feel like it's important to know what you stand for. And I feel like people's true colors are going to show, you know, after a while when you're not doing what they want or when you're not, um, providing what they're needing, they'll, they'll show you exactly who they are. And when someone shows you who you are, you need to believe it <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah.
1: Most definitely. Yeah. I agree. 110% with that.
0: Absolutely. So I have two more questions for you, Justin. I'm going to combine these last two. So the first question yeah. is, um, can you tell our listeners where can they find you online? And the last question is what's next for you if you can tell us any behind the scenes new stuff that's coming out things we need to be aware of
1: yeah man uh you can check me out on all the social media platforms facebook just type in justin dukes music um instagram justin underscore dukes underscore music uh twitter i don't really do twitter a whole lot but i might jump on there every now and then to uh rant about my georgia bulldogs but uh <laughs> um but yeah, that and TikTok, at Justin Dukes, um, YouTube, and uh, but yeah, man, anywhere you can get uh, anywhere social media sites, just type in my name, Justin Dukes, and it should pop on up. Uh, and then as far as stuff coming up, so I'm at this point where um, I'm trying to release a single every two months and to keep keep things fresh. And, um you know, keep, keep my name out there. And, um, so I released Ain't Nothing New on September 16th. So, uh, I don't really have a set date yet for the next one, but it'll be sometime in November. Um, and, uh, the next song is actually a pretty funny song, man. It's, it's called No-Till Motel. And, uh, I actually wrote it with, uh, my roommate, his name is Ethan Phillips. And, a lady named SJ McDonald. And, uh, man, it's a cool song, man. It's a cool story, um, about this, you know, run down motel and a lot of shady stuff happens at it. But for some reason it's still, you know, in business and, um, it's just, it's one of those cool fun songs It's a good party, uh, crowd pleaser, you know, it's real singy. So, uh, I'm excited about that one. Um, and so yeah i'm be putting out music every 2 months and eventually it'll form into a whole album and uh, so so yeah i'm i'm excited about that and uh been very fortunate and very happy with uh, the year 2020 uh 2022 cuz uh man i'll tell you this is the this year is the most songs that i've put out in one year and uh i'm just trying to get back in a stride and uh get this music out
0: there, man. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I can't wait to be here to cheer you on. I want to be able to help you any way I can. And I just I'm just excited for I know where you're gonna be as a musician, as an artist, but as a person. I feel like you're gonna make so many strides and in this industry and people are going to be able to look up to you and be able to hopefully emulate similarities in your career. So I'm just very excited for you, Justin. I told you, if you ever need me as well for any writing, helping, supporting, I just want to make sure that you're winning and doing great things out there, and I will definitely be there to stream, share, and and do whatever you need me to do to share on my end as well.
1: Yeah, man, well, I appreciate that, and that uh, I means a whole lot, honestly, uh, and yeah, I you sent me some good, some good lyrics there, man. I haven't had a chance to sit down with it yet, but I'm I'm going to sit down with them. I'm excited about
0: it. Oh, no problem. Like I said, I, I talk to a lot of different artists on here, and I, if if I talk to people and I feel something, I'm like, hey, this might be something they could use. My thing is I want y'all to do what, what works for you. If you want to take one line out of it, great if you, if you say, hey, maybe this is something for someone else, pass it on. But I feel like we have to work together in this industry because – you know, this podcast, like I said, when I started it, it was just nothing but just mental health and wellness discussions. And it was me by myself. And I'm like, I don't think I want to hear myself back these many times. And so I was like, hey, let's expand it and do something different. And then talking to people from all over the world now, I've talked to people from different countries and people from different experiences in life. And it's been a pleasure of mine and people like you who have given themselves and who are honest and authentic and who just want to make a difference in this world and and that we can all still support each other because I feel like there's room at the table for all of us to still be able to do great things and so when I listen to your music and I'm a huge fan of what you're doing I just knew you had to be here on the show and I'm just glad that you gave us your time.
1: Man hey I'm I'm happy you invited me to be on here um I mean I've had a blast talking to you man and you know, I was I was thinking, I don't know if uh there was one question about the core values that, that keeps you going and I thought about it. Um and man, like I was and my dad, you know, still to me at a young age was like, you know, always be present, always get get up, get going, get active, um and just do it, man. And and like if you if you got a dream, just go chase it, you know, because Honestly, I know it sounds cliched to, to say, but you never know until you try it. And, um, has got me through a lot of stuff in life and, um, and I haven't, we didn't hint on this, um, earlier, but, uh, I used to be a real, I used to be a really big guy. Like I used to be really big. I used to be the, high, the highest weight that I got was 320 pounds. And, um. I remember the doctor told me it was like I was I had high blood pressure in eighth grade man like they put me on blood pressure medicine eighth grade and um, but the doctor told me man it's like you got to you got to start losing weight because the way you're going you're going to have a heart attack by by the time you're 25 years old and really she really um, just kind of hit me with the hard facts man um, and I was you know very self conscious about my weight and different things and um but I finally you know made up my mind and started you know taking stuff out of my diet and really you know watching it and uh within about four or five years span of being consistent and sticking to it um I got down to one ninety five and that's that's where I stay at now it's about one ninety five and um And I know it's different struggles, like tackling this music industry like I tackled my weight loss, you know, without any surgery or anything. And like, it's just being always being persistent always, you know, try to stick to a routine and and just do it, man. And get out there and go get what you want.
0: That's right. And I congratulations on that because that is not an easy feat to lose weight, especially the healthy way. It is really difficult to do and to maintain it. So that just says how much you want to live, but also how diligent you are at just doing the right thing for Justin. So I'm I'm just very excited. Thank you for sharing that with us before we end. I think that's a great way to end, especially for um our younger listeners or maybe someone who's later in their life and feel like they are stuck and they don't know how to improve themselves, it's important to be able to do what works for you, but also just remembering right. that you know we, we can do all things. Like We don't have to get to the point where we feel like we can't make it or make the right choices for ourselves. It's about believing in it, receiving that gift that you just gave us, which is your truth, and actually doing the next right thing for your life and your livelihood. So that's amazing. That's a great story.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean it's it was um it was a lot of ups and downs, but uh but man, you know, like you said, once you do it and uh man looking back is the best thing I ever done um for myself and um but yeah man, I, I just wanna tell that, you know, anybody that's going through it that, you know, you can because I never thought I honestly I never thought I could. If you would have told me back then that I mean, I was wearing size 3X shirts and size 44 pants. I mean, if you would have told me back then that I'd be down to a large shirt and size 32 pants, I would call called you a liar, you know. Um, but, but, yeah, man, I mean, every, every, like everybody's body's different, but find what works and stick to it and, you know, ask for help. Ask Ask people questions and, I mean – and then don't be afraid to ask for something because, I mean, all they can do is say no. You know, so that's, that's another motto I try to live by too,
0: man. I love that. Justin, I'm telling you, you're wise beyond your years for sure. And I love that about you, that you you have that willpower. I can tell you, even in the way you talk, like you really do believe what you're saying, but also you're living proof that as long as you don't give up on yourself and you believe in what you are doing, that anything's possible yes sir that's great well thank you again justin first of all for being on black canvas i want to have you back in the future on my second podcast which is called space between where i would love to hear you sing live for sure yeah man definitely
1: i'd
0: love to do that i I can't wait and then we're gonna actually hear his amazing voice on this show so y'all gonna get a free concert from justin which (laughs) which is great so i'll get you to sing a couple of songs for us but Um, yeah I just want you to keep on doing what you're doing and we're just so grateful to have you here
1: yeah man well thank you again for having me and uh, I can't wait till next time
0: oh absolutely and let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas all right Justin well you have a great rest of your evening and we'll talk soon
1: all right buddy God bless you thank you
0: okay you too bye-bye